Coming to you from Sylvan, North Carolina. It's a beautiful day to talk about football. This is TBD Sportscast College Football with your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And uh, this episode is entitled Dawn of the Dead. We had a lot of teams this week that were seemingly, you know, not alive and, you know, all, all of a sudden came back to life. Uh, so this is the recap from last week. All these teams that just seem dead are now coming back. After a huge stint of games this past week, many teams we thought were dead have seemingly come back to life. Starting off with number 8 Michigan State knocking off number 6 Michigan 37-33. Unranked Wisconsin knocks off number 9 Iowa 27-7. Number 16 Baylor defends their top 25 ranking against unranked Texas 31-24. Unranked Miami for the second week in a row knocks off a ranked team in defeating number 17 Pitt 38-34. Unranked West Virginia hangs on to get past number 22 Iowa State 38-31. Number 1 Georgia decimates unranked Florida as expected 34-7. Number 18 Auburn upsets number 10 Ole Miss in Jordanaire 31-20. Unranked Houston upsets number 19 SMU in a thriller in the last minute, 44-37. Number 5 Ohio State defeats number 20 Penn State, but Penn puts up a great fight, almost taking it, 33-24. Unranked Virginia held on against number 25 BYU up until the final moments when BYU was able to pull away. Final score, 66-49. Yeah, it was a great week this week in college football. And just to mention real quick, officially Tuesday night, the Atlanta Braves are World Series champions. If you can hear it in my voice, that's definitely from screaming for them all night last night. Mm-hmm. We're really proud of them that they're bringing the championship back home to Atlanta. And uh, I'm hoping that the Georgia Bulldogs can bring a natty back home to the state of Georgia. I mean, this is a good year for Georgia teams. Well, some. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, we had it in, we had Atlanta Hawks in the finals almost get there. I mean, yeah. they got to the finals, didn't take it. But, I mean, a big step up for that team. Atlanta Braves finally getting to the World Series through the NCLS, taking the wins against the Dodgers, and then taking the win against the Astros in Game 6 in the World Series. And uh, the Atlanta the Atlanta. Falcons, you know, not I mean, doing too hot. Still, <laughs> still in playoff contention technically as of right Ish. now, yeah. uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. Maybe they can turn it around. I mean, nobody thought the Braves were going to get in the World Series at the beginning of the season. So, we'll Atlanta just, FC isn't bad either. Yeah, and I mean, you know, maybe maybe this is the year for Georgia sports. I mean, obviously, you know, the curse was close to being broken with the Atlanta Hawks and the Atlanta Braves broke the curse. We we took a championship back to Atlanta, back to the state of Georgia, but. Anyway, moving on now, we're going to go ahead and get into our Week 10 Game of the Week. This is our SEC Game of the Week. This is number 13, Auburn, at number 14, Texas A&M. It was 12, Auburn, and 13, Texas A&M, but CFP rankings came out, and now that's where they're at, 13 and 14. This is at 3.30 p.m. This is at Texas A&M in College Station. We know all about what the home of the 12th man is like, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's going to be a really, really good game for sure. Yeah, I mean, this game is going to be kind of a prove-it kind of factor. So Texas A&M having Alabama there and beating Alabama in a thriller game. And then you have Auburn, who's coming off a big win against the Ole Miss, but, you know, before that, not having a good record against, uh, you know, up there, high-ranked teams. Um, 
you know, it's going to be a tough game. I feel like Auburn's offense has been really good. Their defense hasn't been too outstanding. Meanwhile, Texas A&M, their defense has been what's been holding them up, holding them up for the most part. Uh, and their offense has slowly been, you know, getting into the groove of things. Um, so, like I said, it's kind of like a prove-it game. This is like, if you want to be in the top 10, this is how you show it. And, you know, it's got to be a convincing margin, too. Uh I don't know. What do you think being the SEC guy? This is really difficult. Like, I mean, I've talked about, you know, like when Alabama played in College Station, this is a really, really, really difficult place to play. If you don't go in there and know what you're doing and play maturely, you're mm-hmm. not going to win. If Auburn goes in there and does not play maturely, they're not going to win. Which they have a tendency of yeah. not doing. Uh, they don't do well on the road, especially this season. Yeah. I mean, even so, I mean, they couldn't beat Georgia in Jordan-Harris. So, I mean, really, how big of a win is Ole Miss? I yeah. mean, you know, we that's it's just things to look at. Um, dang, this is really hard because Auburn is a very good team. Bo Nix is very explosive and can escape the pocket very well. Uh, but Zach Calzada, their backup, has been playing really, really good this season. Really Ever good. since that Alabama game, they've been on a roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> roll tied. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, but this college football season has been so confusing, not just because, you know, it's been weird and a lot of strange things have been happening, but it's also confusing because, like, as a Georgia fan, I really want Alabama to lose to Auburn at the end of the season. At the same time, I want, you know, Texas A&M to stay to get this win because then if Alabama loses to Auburn at the end, then Alabama gets a second loss and Texas A&M gets into the SEC championship because they have that win over Alabama. Yeah. Then at the same time, if, if Alabama takes another regular season loss, they're probably out of the top four, which means Ohio State comes in if they don't get another regular season loss. So now there's all these different yeah, <laughs> little there's a lot of tangents here. And yeah, what do you yeah. think about the game? Yeah, it's not the, what you yeah, want. It's, yeah, so with Auburn playing the way they've been playing and Texas A&M playing the way they've been playing and it's in College Station, I'm going to say Texas A&M is going to win this game. I say it's probably by at least a touchdown. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you. Uh, I, You know, Auburn, I think I said it last episode or two episodes ago. I said it in an episode. Auburn is a really good team, but this is, it's next year's their year. This year, they're a good team, but they don't have everything they need yet. Their defense is on the men. Their offense is on the men. Mm-hmm. Tank Bigsby sticks around at running back. You know, Bo Nix has one more year probably. I think that, yeah, you're right. Auburn comes back and is a pretty, really good team. And with a new coach, I mean, he's not doing bad. He's doing really no, good. It's a great uh, yeah. first year for a coach. Absolutely. I, granted, he was put in a really good position. Like, yeah. he was kind of set up with a really good team. Uh, I just think there's those small pieces that they need to uh, put together still. So, yeah, I think Texas A&M takes this away. Uh, could possibly jump them in the top 10. We'll just have to see. Like I said, Auburn's record not well, if, too If great. Texas A&M wins this... Auburn, Auburn will drop for sure. Auburn will drop. I'm just wondering where the winner will go. Well, you know? And like I said earlier, because rankings do matter at this point, because of CFP. You never know. Texas A&M could jump to the top 10 depending on who loses this weekend. If UNC, if UNC wins against Wake, they could they could jump in. If Baylor loses this weekend, they could jump in, which I don't see happening. But and, you know, we'll get into way. that later. Yeah, definitely. So now, speaking of the CFP rankings... We're gonna t- we're gonna slow down a little bit, and we're gonna talk about this. This is where we rant, but also yeah, spit some facts. CFP rankings, I think, had us all a little bit emotional. Uh, some teams got kind of screwed over. Some were like, "Yeah, this definitely makes sense. I'm really glad I'm here." Mm-hmm. But there's and, also but, a tendency. Yeah, some of these teams 
to us make sense where they're mm-hmm. at. Some of these teams don't make sense where they're at. Yeah. So, but we also have to consider the teams first that have left the top 25 coming from the AP to the CFP. Mm-hmm. That would be number 24, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. That one makes sense to me. I don't know where they came from anyway, probably just because they were w- <laughs> they on a win streak. They came from Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number 23, SMU drops out. Uh, that Decent makes sense to team, me. Decent team, but makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. They lost to Houston. Yeah. yeah. Number 22, Penn State. Unfortunate, but makes sense. That one, to me, uh, it was really difficult because, I mean, they played so well. If they hadn't had that loss against Illinois, they probably would have stayed, mm-hmm. but they played so well against Ohio State. That Illinois loss just held them down. Again. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State can't even cover the spread. I mean, Penn State played great in, you know, yeah. in, in Ohio. Yeah. So, number 21, CCU, unfortunate, but understandable. Uh, I mean, you know. They, it's understandable in a yeah. sense. But number 20, Houston, definitely understandable. Don't even know where they came from, <laughs> yeah. except from Texas. <laughs> And number 16, UTSA. We mentioned this in an earlier episode. The Why were they there in the first place? They were only there because they were undefeated. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And we'll touch up on that in a little bit. So, but joining in to the CFP after not being in the AP in week nine, number which 25, Pitt. This which was weird. Number 25, Pitt, I mean, I understood it, but it didn't really make sense. It didn't make sense why they were knocked out. If you're going to put in tw- Pitt, you have to put in Miami. That's what I think. I don't know about Pitt. But coming up is the team I understand it with. So the next team is uh, number 24, San Diego State, which is eh, here or there. Don't know where they came from. I don't, but I don't right. understand that one at all, really, just because, I mean, yeah, they were undefeated. But, I mean, they, they struggled against San Jose State. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, you know, a low-tier FBS team. It, it's – it. I don't know. The strength of the wins, though. Like, the there's one game where they might have struggled, but the other wins were pretty – confident maybe now this is a team where if this team is in why isn't miami in yeah number 21 wisconsin you have a three loss wisconsin team who at the very the very beginning of the season proved that they were not good and they still aren't that great they've had some good wins don't get me wrong but you have purdue as a win yeah i I think that's the strongest one they had to be completely and totally honest, well, I mean, Iowa was pretty good too. I mean, they well, I mean, they pretty much shut out Iowa. Iowa, I mean, it was, but it was Iowa was going zero. downhill. Yeah, I mean, it was seventeen to zero or something like that going into the second half. I mean, yeah, it was it was a good game. It was a good game. For I Wisconsin. just, I think Iowa's Iowa was on the way down. Yeah, uh, now here's a team that makes honestly not a lot of sense to me at least. Number twenty, I'm happy. Minnesota. I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy to see him there, but I just don't Minnesota is one of those teams where it's like, good for you, bud. <laughs> you know, like it's like, I'm proud of you. Like a little pat on the back. Yeah. And once again, represent another team that where if you're going to put them in, you have to put Miami in. Number 19, uh, NC State. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's all I can really say about that for some reason. Uh, you know, like. Yeah, Clemson's not that great this year, but NC State had a very convincing game against a at the time highly ranked Clemson team, you know. And you know, clearly no other teams have been able to do that, you know. So, I mean, other than Georgia, leave me alone. <laughs> but, you know, and Pitt, and see they're both in the top, yeah. their top 25, you know, like Although Clemson stinks, I'm still proud of my ACC babies because it's <laughs> like I'm proud of you that you beat us. Like, because now you're in a better position, you know. Yeah. And you know, I'm pretty sure Clemson faces Wake Forest this year, so maybe we'll be able to boost their morale a little bit. God, I hope not. 
Um, oh my but gosh. But number, the next team. Yeah, this one, and this this team was in our TBD Top 25 for this week, and it makes a lot of sense, honestly. Number 17, Mississippi State. Their worst loss being only able to score nine points against Alabama at Mississippi State. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it just depends. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, they did beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M. They went into College Station and won. Yeah. They also have win. They have a win against NC State. Uh, they have a win against Texas A&M. They have a win against Vanderbilt, Kentucky this past week. And I think that them winning against Kentucky this past weekend is probably what rocketed them in because they won by 20 points. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, I mean, they've had some convincing wins. They just haven't had the most convincing losses. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. Except for the Alabama loss, but it's Alabama. So Yeah, I mean, but... You know, like we said, num- coming into the top twenty-five at number twenty-five, Pitt. You know, they've they've been a solid team. I mean, Kenny Pickett, possibly a Heisman contender. Uh, we'll just have to see later on in the season. Of course, again, number twenty-four, San Diego State. No, not much words there. Twenty-three, Fresno State. Again, not many words there. Yeah. Number twenty-two, Iowa. Thoughts. After a loss against Wisconsin, I really don't know how they didn't drop out. I guess the committee just likes what they saw at the beginning of the season, thinking that they're yeah. still a really good team. I think they're seeing that you know they have the potential of getting back to where they were at the beginning, but uh, I mean, we'll just have I, to see. Yeah, I mean, Iowa is still you know a two-loss team, six wins, but their losses were very convincing. Mm-hmm. Only able to score a touchdown and a couple more on Purdue and then only a touchdown against Wisconsin. Yeah. Which and makes sense that why Wisconsin is at number 21 right above them. And, you know, their their biggest win of the season, their, their two biggest wins, um, Iowa State and Penn State, both out of the top 25. And yeah. then you had Indiana, who at the beginning was seen to be a good team, but mm-hmm. then again out of the top 25. So how good are they? Number 21, again, Wisconsin. Number 20, Minnesota. 19, NC State. 18, Kentucky. Mr. SEC. <laughs> um, Kentucky, I mean, dude, they just had a lot. They had a bad loss to Mississippi State. I mean, you can't come out and say that you're going to do God knows what against Georgia and do all this stuff or whatever, lose, and then come out and then like a couple weeks later lose to Mississippi State. Yeah. Can't do that. I, I think... It, it's just a weird effect, I, I mean, think. great of, wins against Florida and LSU, and then you come out and yeah. lose to Mississippi State. But also that shows that, you know, Mississippi State may be the real deal. I feel that a lot of teams this season are having that effect where it's like they, they start out really hot, and then, you know, they have a little downhill swing. And then later on in the season, they may or may not come back up from it. We'll just have to see. Uh, and the two big examples is Iowa and Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, number 17, I don't agree with this being this high, Mississippi State. Well, the reason that they have to be this high is because, and I, and I don't really agree with them being this high, but the thing is you have to drop Kentucky farther, mm-hmm. and you can't rank Mississippi State below Kentucky. Yep. Kentucky, They're a two-loss team. Kentucky now is a two-loss team. Mississippi State is a three-loss team. But with Mississippi State getting the win over Kentucky, you kind of have Texas to, A&M, yeah. You kind of have NC yeah, State. You kind of have to look at like, well, Kentucky, Mississippi State actually got some pretty big top twenty-five big wins. wins. Yeah. So, 
It, it, I feel like it's too hot. I feel like because of the positions they put people in, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit with some of the other positions. Like, oh, we're going to rank, you know, Texas A&M, NC State, Kentucky, like this high. But, oh, no, because of that, the team that they all lost yeah. to has to be a certain amount high. In, 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 in the grand scheme of things, it makes sense, it right? It makes because sense. Because you can't rank Mississippi State below Kentucky. You no. cannot do that. But... Like you said, it also kind of is confusing at the same time because why would they be that high, right? Yeah. Because I personally, I, I think Mississippi State was in the 20s in our poll. Yeah. So, I mean. Can you see Mississippi State being beating Pitt? Can you see Mississippi State beating Ole Miss, or um, uh, Honestly, Iowa, yeah. Yeah. Wisconsin? Yes. You know, Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. Don't answer that. But, <laughs> but, I mean, but honestly, you know, I mean. We said that Mississippi State wasn't going to be Kentucky. I mean, at least I didn't think that. We said that they weren't going to be. Te- I mean, how can you go into into College Station and beat Texas A and M? I mean, dude, and no, like I think Mississippi State may be the real deal, and I think that they may. I mean, I don't think they're you know as good. I think as, they're coming back. Yeah, I don't think they're as good as you know like the top ten teams. But I did say you know in the postseason last year that these Mississippi State or these Mississippi teams are going to be yeah are going to be good. I so. think that. Mississippi State is working their way back to the Dak Prescott era. Yeah, but number sixteen, Ole Miss, the other Mississippi team. I agree with this. Well, I mean, yeah, I agree with them because the fifteen is BYU, and you know BYU again. They just got a win last week, so you can't really rank them above. BYU is seven and two. Ole Miss is six and two. They have one more win, but the win that they just got was more convincing. I say that BYU probably deserves to be where they're at, and so does Ole Miss. I mean. Yeah, probably. I just don't really have confidence in BYU. I feel like a lot of teams in this top 25 could beat BYU. Um, I feel like BYU just has always gets the opportunity of coming up and sneaking up on some teams. Yeah. So um, up next is number 13, Auburn, and number 14, Texas A&M. I actually feel that this should be switched. I think the Texas A&M, they're bo- well, they're both 6-2, and two, but I think that Texas A&M has the bigger win above beat, I mean, I mean, being well, yeah. unranked, when they were unranked, they beat number one Alabama. I mean, period. They beat number one Alabama. Yeah. And I, I feel like... And Auburn, who's who's Auburn's biggest win? Ole Miss now? Ole Miss now, yeah. And they lost against their other two top ten opportunities with um, Penn State and... Um, who was the other team? Georgia. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I, I I agree with you. I think it should be flipped. I think Texas AM is the better team. I don't understand the positioning here, but at number twelve, Baylor, which I agree in a sense, kind of confusing, but I like the team. So Yeah, and Oklahoma State being right below them at eleven. And Oklahoma State did not change from the AP. In the AP they were eleven, and the CFP they're eleven. I think the reason that you have to, you know, rank Oklahoma State above Baylor is because Oklahoma State beat Baylor. They're both yeah. seven and one, but Oklahoma State was able to beat them. So yeah, I feel like it's a, it's kind of they're taking it a little bit like the NFL. It's like if you yeah. have the same record, who won in your yeah. matches? You know, there's so many Big Twelve teams in this list. It actually makes me really happy to see because a lot of these Big Twelve teams are actually really good this year. Big Twelve, yeah. Or my, well, yeah. I mean, Baylor, I, I Oklahoma like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I mean, a lot of these teams are really, really good. They're they're. There's a good mix of conferences this year, and yeah. I haven't like. There's a little less of ACC, yeah, and of course, but, I mean that's way expected. less of American and yeah. USA and stuff and, like that. And but. you know, I mean, we talked about how this year it's SEC and it's Big Ten. Those are the main two conferences that mm-hmm. are the best conferences. But I mean, and it's Big Ten just is how it works. Big Ten is is almost as good 
if not as good as the SEC this year. This year, I agree. I mean, they've had they have those teams where it's like, like you look at Wisconsin and you look at Iowa and you look at Minnesota. Of course, you're gonna lose some yeah. games with the amount of talent of some of the other teams. Ohio State has a chance of losing to Michigan State or Michigan or both or neither. You know, it with a tough conference, you're gonna seem bad. But you're not bad. You're yeah. just facing very tough opponents. So in the Big 12, I can agree in a sense with yeah. it being a good conference. I think it can be better, though. Uh, but SEC will. Yeah. I feel like the Big 10, the this future, is the yeah. year for Big 10 to overtake the SEC just for one year. Yeah. But... But yeah, the SEC has always just been really good at recruiting. I mean, uh, Georgia is the number one spot right now for the 22 um, yeah. recruiting year. Alabama's not far behind. Florida is even at number nine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's looking good. But now we're going to jump into the top 10. So these are, this is the top 10 CFB rankings. We're going to be our, our takes. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> yeah. This is where things start to get a little more, honestly, important. Mm-hmm. Right. We have some things in here that we're kind of like, what? Right. Yeah. But, you know, we're about to take a look at it. So number 10, Notre Dame, 100 percent. No, do not agree with this. Absolutely not. Dude, I would literally take Oklahoma State, Baylor, Auburn, Texas A&M over over Notre Dame. There's no way. Notre Dame had a terrible loss against Cincinnati, yeah. which is a group of five team. So in a sense, losing. Yeah. Cincinnati's a group of five whatever and we're about to have a little rant about the top 10 once we're done with it uh, about what they're doing and I don't like it but it shouldn't matter Cincinnati's a good team Notre Dame was having QB problems they still technically are but they've kind of figured it out in a sense but Notre Dame is not a contender so why even put them in the top 10 I believe the top 10 should be a position in which, hey, you are a contender for the top four. Because, you know, depending on what happens, anybody within the top ten has a has a right and a chance towards it. So why would Notre Dame be in there? I don't understand it. Yeah, Notre Dame still on the schedule. Navy, Virginia, which could be a very good game. Could be a game. Uh, Georgia Tech and Stanford. Who Stanford's been known to upset some people. I mean, but right now, Notre Dame's best win looks like it's against Wisconsin, 41-13. to and that was when Wisconsin was ranked. That was in week three, or wait, week four. Yeah, so. it's 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 not an impressive team. They're don't get me wrong. They're they're a good team. They're not a top ten worthy team. Mm-mm. I mean, but, they struggled against North Carolina last week. Hey, don't beat up on my boys. Look, I'm not. I love Sam Howell. Okay, he's yeah, gonna be giving me some points in fantasy and, this week. But. Yeah, UNC really put up a fight, but you know. UNC has their own problems. Yeah. But speaking of a North Carolina team in the ACC. Number nine. Wake Forest. I love it. Should be ranked higher, in my opinion. Should be ranked higher. You know why they're not? They're from the ACC. They're from the ACC. Which leads us into the rant, pretty much. So, some one of us, me, uh, pulled (laughs) up on a TikTok, kind of pointing out some things about the top ten. So... Really, the CFP really does not want certain teams to be in the playoffs, which is why you see a lot of one-loss teams kind of jumping ahead. Meanwhile, undefeated teams are kind of left behind. And those two teams are Cincinnati and Wake Forest. 
CFP does not want them in the top four. You look at Alabama ahead of an undefeated Michigan State team? Really? Or an, a one-loss Oregon team ahead of all these undefeated teams? Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Wake Forest. It, it's, it's insane that they have Oklahoma in front of Wake Forest and Michigan after Michigan just had a loss against Michigan State. It, it, it doesn't seem right. Granted, we ended up agreeing with the top four-ish, sort of, but it just doesn't seem right. They're basing it off of conferences, and it's starting to show a lot because, you know, an undefeated ACC champion, for some reason, for Wake Forest, if Wake Forest were to win out as ACC champions... Hoping they do. Hoping they do. They're not going to be given the chance of a top four, which is another reason why they really should expand the playoff. They really do. They need and to expand the, the playoff. This is the moment where I agree with that. And we're not. I mean, maybe not twelve, eight, at least eight, eight, at least eight. Give us eight. Because I mean, look, then even Wake Forest would be in pretty much. They would have a chance because all Oklahoma has to do is lose a game. And Wake Forest is in. Michigan has a chance of losing. Ohio State has a chance of losing. Michigan State has a chance of losing. Like everybody is fate. Three teams. Three teams yeah. in the top ten are facing off against each and another, other. And another thing coming up, like another rant coming off that one. I mean, Big Ten has some serious games coming up coming in the week. And because Based they're all ranked so high. <laughs> Michigan State and Ohio State. Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, dude, it's and going to Big be ten freaking crazy. Michigan State and Penn State. I mean, it's yeah. going to be insane. It's so. going to be a crazy next few weeks. But, yeah. Absolutely. But That's the rant. Yeah. Number nine, Wake Forest. Really good team. Now, Should number be eight. This is sh- this shocked us a little bit. Finally, though. I agree with it, but I didn't think the CFP would actually do it. This is number eight. Because they love these people. Number eight, Lincoln Riley and the Oklahoma Sooners. You want to know what it is? Oklahoma finally showed a little bit of weakness this season, and I think that ca- that triggered some PTSD uh, for playoffs and stuff like that because Oklahoma hasn't won a playoff game. So they were like, yeah, no. So yeah, <laughs> I agree with it. Well, there's that. And I think that they just, a lot of the, they were talking about it last night at the selection show. And I think that they just want to see more from Oklahoma because all they really have to base it on right now is the Spencer Rattler version of Oklahoma where they almost lose to West Virginia by a field goal. And then, you they know, almost Caleb lose Williams to two, almost also, losing yeah, to Kansas. They almost lose to Tulane at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, one and six, Tulane now. Or Kansas, yeah. you know, like it's... It's it's crazy. Yeah. So... Number because, seven. Yeah. Um, Michigan. I, I agree with this. I think Michigan's still a really good team coming off a... I mean, this is not a terrible loss against mm-hmm. Michigan State. And Michigan State is a really, really difficult team. And it was on the road. So, I mean, yeah. I, either way. I mean, Michigan and Michigan State, it was a freaking great game. I just think that Michigan... I agree with Michigan being in the top ten. Yeah, I do too. I'm just a little iffy where. I think they deserve to be above Oklahoma. I think they're they deserve to be over Oklahoma. Yeah. Other teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number six, Cincinnati. Why do you do this? I think they should have been above the next team above them, who is number five. Actually, I'll get there in a second. But yeah, Cincinnati. I you know group of five. I think they should have been higher. That's that's pretty much the bottom take of it. I mean, I somewhat agree with it. I can see why. You know. Yeah, Gus, even Gus Malzahn is quoted, I've played UGA and Bama every year. I know exactly what it looks like. They're right there. 
they're a team that can win the whole thing. That's talking about Cincinnati. And honestly, I kind of agree with Gus. I mean, they played great against Georgia last year mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the bowl game. And, you know, of course, we talk about all the time. Bowl games aren't, you know, a great standard of what the team actually looks like because of um, people dropping out of the game for NFL draft and stuff yep. like that. But it still played a great freaking game. We came back at the last second and won it. Um, but, yeah, I, I would have to agree with Gus. I think the Cincinnati's can do it, and I think that they should have been ranked higher now. This Number is where five. this is this 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 right here. This made the most sense to me. We're going to talk take these two teams right here. Number five, Ohio State, and getting into the top four. Number four, Oregon. This makes perfect sense because, like we said earlier, with a lot of these teams, you cannot rank Oregon below Ohio State. You just can't do it. Oregon has a great win in Ohio, right? And something else that we've noticed too is that the selection committee is also taking a look at was this team healthy. And no, because Oregon was down two starters and a lot of other players. And they still came in and, you know, freaking beat the crap out of Ohio State, frankly. So, in the shoe. It's tough. I agree with Ohio State. And, you know, I agree that Oregon needs to be above them. I'm just not too crazy about Oregon being a top four team. And I can understand that, too, and I kind of agree with you. They kind of put up some scares. California. Yeah. They lo- the loss to Stanford. But, again, injuries. Yeah, UCLA. Good win against UCLA. And then, and then they destroyed Colorado last week. I mean, yeah. And that's in Colorado's a team that Texas A&M only beat by a field goal. So. Yeah. I, I, they're just an iffy team for me. Um no, I mean, and I, I, mean I like them. I, I like understand. them. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I love Oregon. Yeah. I grew up loving Oregon just because they're uniforms. But, like, I <laughs> loved Oregon. I hated them when they faced Cam Newton, but I loved Oregon. But compared to the other three teams in this top four, yeah, they're the next Oklahoma. I will say, though, I think it would be crazy if Georgia and Oregon actually played a playoff game and then they had to play the first game of the season against each other next season, too. <laughs> Oh, is that happening? Mm-hmm. I didn't First even game. realize that. In that's pretty yeah. cool. That's in Atlanta, Georgia, and Oregon. Dude, that's pretty cool. For sure. That's going to be exciting. Now, up next, now we're going to take these two teams together. You know, might as well take all three of the top three together. Number three, Michigan State. Number two, Alabama. Number one, Georgia. Obviously, number one, Georgia just makes the most sense. They're undefeated in the SEC, undefeated in college football, have some really, really good wins and an outstanding defense. Offense still needs some work. Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett's been doing a great job. Need to get JT Daniels back in there, and we need to get our wide receiver court healthy. But... Looking good. Anyway, number two, Alabama, number three, Michigan State, and this comes right back into conference, right? Why is a number two, Alabama, with a loss against an unranked team ranked above Michigan State, who is undefeated and has a win against a top 10 team? This makes no sense. Yeah. This is about conference, 100%. Georgia, I I see what they're doing now. I think Alabama should be in there. I see what Georgia's doing. You have a pretty decently clear shot at the playoffs do you want a healthy quarterback in the playoffs do you want a healthy really good quarterback in the playoffs why not hold him out during the regular season yeah that's evil but it makes sense kind of smart and you don't have film on the guy yeah for how he's been playing recently or like if you have to face alabama in the sec championship oh look jt's back now i will say i really hope jt gets some reps in against missouri this week and against tennessee but we'll see and, you know, Alabama, dude, I just feel bad for Michigan State. I the last too. time Michigan State had to face Alabama in the playoffs, they got demolished. Yeah. So, but this Michigan State team is 
a little a lot better than that one. Kenneth Walker the third is a monster. Dude, I love him. Such a good running back. <laughs> but you know, I agree with the top three. I do too. I just wish that Alabama was a three and Michigan State was a two. I think that's what makes more sense. I think I that, think so too. Michigan, I think Michigan State, State has, has the better more, record. They've yeah. been more convincing. They have a better win within the season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, too, and I mean, Michigan State, I mean, they played a lot of good games this season, right? I mean, they beat Northwestern the first game of the year, 38-21, to beat Miami convincingly, 38-17, to uh, mm-hmm. Kept it close against Nebraska, twenty three to twenty. But Nebraska you know, was one of those yeah. teams this season. Yeah, I mean they almost, Nebraska almost beat Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They kept within a touchdown. Michigan State against Rutgers, thirty one to thirteen. Against Indiana, twenty to fifteen. And then finally against Michigan, thirty seven to thirty three. And that's that top ten win right there. Yeah. And they were they were unranked or they were they were Big ranked below. Win. They were ranked below Michigan. It was six and eight, and they were number eight. So I think that's I think I just it doesn't make sense to me that Alabama's above Michigan State. But and you know it start that game started off ugly, but you yeah, know, but they came great back. ending. Yeah, but yeah. So that is the CFP top twenty-five. Real quick, real quick, we're gonna do our big week ten matches, starting with our ACC game of the week. Number nine, Wake Forest at UNC at twelve p.m. You're the ACC guy. Come on, Mister ACC, tell us what's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna be a shootout because UNC doesn't have a great defense, and Wake Forest against Navy had no defense. Uh, but I think Wake Forest wins this. They have, they both have great offenses. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I say Wake Forest. I think Wake the Forest. The run game at Wake Forest is amazing. The wide yeah. receivers are freaking pro talented. Yeah. All right. Next up, our Big Ten matchup of the week. Number three, Michigan State at Purdue Ooh. at 3.30 p.m. The reason that we picked this over some other games is that because the last time the number two team played Purdue at Purdue, they lost. It was Iowa. Yeah. They came into Purdue thinking, oh, whatever, we got this, nobody team, and they got shown up. And we're really hoping the same thing does not happen to Michigan State, but anything's possible, right? So, Joey, who do you think is going to win? I think the big difference between Michigan State and Iowa is Michigan State has an offense. So, I think Michigan State wins this. It could possibly be another shootout, but I think their defense, if they play like they did against Michigan, it should be a blowout. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm I'm with you. I say Michigan State wins it. Yeah. All right. Our Big 12 matchup of the week. Number 11, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Once again, we bring this in because West Virginia has pulled some upsets and and almost upset against Oklahoma this season. Oklahoma State has a loss. Will they get a second one? If if West Virginia wins this, the next episode has to be called Dawn of the Dead Part 2. Absolutely. Um, But, oh, this is hard. You go first. (laughs) Oh. West Virginia kept it close with Iowa State. Yeah. Oklahoma State got a loss against Iowa State. Ooh. I say West Virginia wins this in a close one. Ooh. Uh that that that, that is a really good pick. I mean, it is at West Virginia. I think Oklahoma State ends up edging it out though. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be it's close. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It could be a shootout or it could be a very big defensive match. Or it could be a blowout. Either way. Or blowout. You know, <laughs> anything's you know possible. Usual. We've, we've, seen, we've seen this season. <laughs> anything's possible. You know, it does not matter where you play, yeah. who you play for. Because going in, I mean, literally going into like Iowa, Purdue, we were like, nah, Iowa's got this, no shot. Like, yeah. And then Purdue wins by like 20 points. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it tells you that everybody's talented. Yeah, for and sure. And just with the right 
mentality, you can get anything done. Yeah, and our final game of the week, this is our Pac-12 matchup. This is pretty much the best game in the Pac-12 this week, and because this team is now ranked in the top four, number four, Oregon at Washington at 7.30 p.m. Of course, Washington, who's, I mean, who hasn't been a terrible football team this they season? They put up a good fight against yeah. UCLA. I mean, but I, I mean, anything's possible. It's at Washington. They got the home field advantage. They got some cool purple and gold. They do, but Oregon got them. Ooh, that Ooh. fire, bro. So yeah. I say Oregon. I say Oregon by a touchdown. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. By a touchdown. I say Oregon by a touchdown. That's interesting. Um, I mean, by at least a touchdown. Yeah. I, I see Washington. They have a pretty good offense, not a great defense. That's a problem against Oregon. And, you know, another problem against Oregon is they they tend to get to your quarterback a lot. And Washington t- tends to drop back for a pass a lot. So I think Oregon wins this by, we're going we're gonna to say, two touch, 10 to 14 points. We'll say it like that. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of TBD Sportscast College Football. If you stuck around this long, we really appreciate it. If you do us a favor and just share this podcast with your friends, our goal for this episode is three friends. We thank you so much for listening, and we we'll hope we'll see you next week. Yeah, and always remember. No matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just know that there's a Father in heaven who loves you. He sent his only son to die for you while you were still his enemy. That's how much he loves you. He wants to know you and have an intimate relationship with you. If you want to talk about this further, always set up our DMs on Instagram, Facebook, or just shoot us a message on YouTube, comment on this video. We just thank you so much for listening, and we just want you to know the Lord. Always hit us up and just... We just love y'all so much. We're praying for y'all. So this has been TBD Sportscast College Football back here every Friday. We'll hope to see you then. Bye. Later. Later.